Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Actions speak louder than words, but reactions are still pretty damn loud. It's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, everybody. I'm Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. With me today, as always, my fellow Mavs fan for life, my bro host. You can find him on Mavs Twitter at Reddit Mavericks. Ruben Tomas, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing a lot better than most of Mavs Twitter right now. No kidding. My God. The sky is falling. Sell the team um we you know at this point we just need to not play basketball i'm turning in my fan card i saw so many people it's just so clear who the fairweather fans are and it is man there are some really really sensitive people that probably just shouldn't be fans of sports it's like man if you get this emotionally attached to certain things that aren't doing that part we're at 500 guys we're above 500 if i'm not mistaken um yeah two games uh, up yeah yeah we're fine (laughs) also okay so yes we lost a close game without our two best players uh against the new orleans pelicans last night um zion tore us apart like he's been tearing everybody apart especially since we had nothing to counter it but that's not exactly true like jalen bronson and thj went off last night and like it was a close game until like basically they pulled away hit some open threes and zion's a special player we have special players too that just didn't play these past two games so um a lot of concern about the rest thing uh you know luca being out with back soreness and then an illness the following day just makes it it's likely just rest um I don't know. Maybe he, uh, he's not really a partier. Maybe he just got like, you know, stayed up too late playing Fortnite and just, you know, needed yeah. to take a couple of days off. Like, and I mean, there, there, I mean, there's that theory that the team got access to COVID vaccines and he rea- had a reaction to it, which, wow. I mean, that's just a theory. Nothing, not, there's nothing substantial. I saw it on the subreddit today and I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Like maybe they got access to it early or something, but, you know. Sure. I mean, and if that is the case, okay, cool. We could, we can, I mean, we obliterated the Portland trailblazers. Uh, the wolves game was not close. We were firing on, on, on all cylinders. It just didn't work out these past two games. Uh, Indiana is at full strength. Uh, they played a good game. That one, that one was more infuriating because of just, you know, you still had KP in there. You're, you're hoping that you could beat a middle of the road Eastern conference team, um, even without Luca. So I see a little bit more of the frustration uh, with the loss against Indiana, but this loss against the Pelicans, like this is a, it was a close game considering how outmanned we were. Yeah. And, playing uh, fucking Zion and Brandon Ingram. <laughs> right. 
And what's really remarkable is like just how tight the rotation was only eight guys played last night. And like that, I don't know. It, it's a very interesting strategy from Rick. You, it, so he wasn't really punting the game. Otherwise we would have said, seen Josh Green, Tyler Bay more, you know, but it wasn't really the case. He just kind of played, uh, yeah, those eight guys, uh, Sands, Luca, and KP. Like, yeah, and you know, I mean, Nicola Melli didn't play, so yeah, you know, whatever, well, they haven't but... even had a practice yet. Yeah, like, I true, think but I, yeah, you know, I wonder how much of this is just be just a, a schedule loss because it's like it's back to back. I I don't know. I I, I mean. I'm, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, it sucks because like we seem to record after losses recently. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like normally if we have a win, like that's like the you know the thing on our head and our brains. But obviously because we've lost two games in a row, like you know when these games are more or less winnable, and we need to win as many games as we fucking can. Because again, that the plan terrifies me. But you know, I just I don't know, man. I, I think look at it this way, man. Like. <sighs> This year is already super weird. We've talked about it at length as far as how just how bad uh, this season's been and it's been rushed. It's been it's this season that was squeezed into too little time with too little to prepare for it. And like, I mean, like, you know, the whole beginning of the season where like most of our starters were out and then. Yeah. So, so all these weird factors, you know, not having fans, some places having fans, you know, it's kind of hard to build a momentum there. And then like practices are weird. Like this is because this is by far the Astros season, but also there's a play in tournament. Like to be perfectly honest, I don't, I don't know if there is a, I don't know if there's really that big of a difference between being a seventh seed and the 10th seed. Ultimately, if you're both having to play into the tournament, you know what I mean? Like, so ultimately we have where we're not just fighting for the eighth seed so we can get stomped by whoever is the one it's now there's a lot of opportunities. Like, I think it makes sense that we're resting people now where it's like, all right, we're in the mix. We're probably not getting home court advantage. Like, you know, maybe we have a good, you know, schedule ahead of us to where it's like all right we feel like we can make a real push for the sixth seed so we just know we're in the playoffs and we get that rest and you know maybe that's worth you know kind of fighting for but ultimately like the difference between a seventh and the tenth seed is is pretty negligible as far as i'm concerned since you're still having to do this play-in tournament yeah you know i mean and i don't know if this will be the the this tournament will be like forever going within the nba like i don't know if this Cause this is the first year really where it's like, it's this, mm-hmm. I think last year was just seven, eight seed or just the like eight and nine. And this year it's like seven, eight and nine, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they're, they're trying to make this happen. And Sorry, eight, I, se- I was saying 10th seed. I meant nine. Oh, seed. 10th seed. Oh, so, well, yeah. But like, whatever. you know, like I just hate that, you know, let's say like the eighth seed is like five or six teams over, you know, the ninth seed. And then the ninth seed still has a chance like mm-hmm. to try to get in the, and it, I don't know, bro. Like I, it just seems kind of unfair like i think they're doing this in some way to like make up some money yeah that they lost you know from totally. last season so well i think that's the thing is everyone's just kind of biting the bullet and just pushing through this season even though like it started too early there's too many games everyone's ex- like i don't i think people underestimated like how exhausting the bubble was and like and then 
just their bodies just not recovering and then jumping basically into a full season, like pretty much within a month afterwards or two months, whatever. It's just, there wasn't really an off season. So I don't know, like, and certain guys are thriving in it. Like some of these younger teams are doing better. Like it's kind of remarkable that the Knicks are, you know, doing fairly well in that, like the Cavs and certain younger teams are, make it a push and i think part of it's just like you know which teams weren't in the bubble but also like how how much how many like how much of your roster depends on fresh legs from like rookies and just younger guys um i don't know uh ultimately i'm just i'm just i'm being dismissive right now because i just don't think it's as big of a deal or that the sky is falling um I don't know. There, it's, yeah. like, it's two losses in a row that, yeah, they, they, they could have been winnable there. We've got plenty of time guys. Like let's have, can we get like two weeks of practice with the new additions that we just added before we start like, you know, selling the team and quitting and turning in your fan card. And I don't know. I I'm just, it's, it's so reactionary. It's so silly. It's just, watch the games enjoy a basketball game it's fine <laughs> i mean yeah and yeah. i don't know man like it's just it's uh i get the frustrations you know mm-hmm. um but all twitter is is reactionary you know all twitter reddit like yeah after a game it's it's instant reaction and obviously like we've never dealt with a team that had actual aspirations within like the twitter era like yes like that's fair you know, oh, wait, like, oh, because Twitter started in 06, like, 07, 07, 08, 09, 10, 11. Okay, cool. Like, yeah, those are years. So, yes, like, we are trying to win. But Maps Twitter wasn't a thing. You know, like, Maps Twitter did not exist, really, at that right. point in time. You know, it was maybe, like, two or three. I think maybe, like, Kirk was one of the first ones, you know, right. on there from the beginning. And it's just, like, yeah, that was there, you know. And then we're bad when Twitter starts um, elevating, you know, like, so from like 2010, 2011, 2012, well, 2011, but 2012 on, you know, like we're bad or underperforming or whatever. And still mouse Twitter is not a thing. Mouse Twitter didn't really become a thing until like 2015, 2014, I feel like. And at that point, like, yeah. Was, we, that, was that the, uh, which, which off season would that have been? Would that have been, have been like, like that, that era would have been like the Rondo trade, uh, mm-hmm. Jameer Nelson, um, Calderon, you know, like guys like that kind of, um, you know, and I, like I was not ever a part of Maps Twitter until I took over the account, but even back when we were losing, I think because expectations were so low, it's like, right. okay, like, yeah, it sucks that we're losing, but at least like we'll get a good draft pick that end up turning into Dennis Smith Jr. or Luca, you know, once we got Luca, it's like, okay, like now we have like the franchise piece. What do we do here now? You know, um, and obviously Twitter, you know, the, fandom explodes like people who may have not been active or active again because hey mm-hmm. like we're winning now where you know we have higher expectations and uh well just the chance of something good happening yeah is a lot, a lot yeah. better with now with luca yeah. as your star and i mean it's super reactionary and like i get it like and it's funny too because you see like young guys who are in high school or just not during college who are like now like biz big mouse fans like they don't know like they don't know how it was like for like you know for um for Dirk to like get knocked out in the first round you know like you know they haven't they never got to experience that directly you know um or if they did they were really young 
So I don't know, man. Like, you know, everybody on Twitter, <clears throat> you know, says they're experts and know, you know, not says they're experts, <laughs> but you know, to be like they're experts, or whatever. And it, it happens. And I mean, everybody kind of, you know, it's funny because like my my uh, mentions sometimes cannot catch on fire, but I really don't care. <laughs> like, mm. you know, like I, you know, like there are people who <clears throat> who will care, and it's fine, but. You know, I just I have way bigger things to worry about in my life than than you know the team at the moment. You know, like yeah, maybe down the line when my son is a little older and it's like okay, yeah, like he can fend for himself for a little bit. Like I'll you know jump in a little more and care more. But dude, like I don't know, bro. Like (laughs) it's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. Our our our, what what do you think the Mavericks should do? And our response is. Uh, you should be doing more self-care and being work more on mindfulness uh, and improving your life rather than uh, reacting to uh, the results of the box score. Um, well, with that in mind, uh, now a word from our sponsor. Uh, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay, the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they are sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100 making it free to sell or flip your collection with other sites offering as much or as with other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left over for you guessed it more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today in partnership with eBay armchair media will be raffling off four custom made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter uh, will enter you into a drawing for one of the pair of Air Force One low tops. Just screenshot your, uh, or just send us a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram, and you get submitted into that drawing. And let me tell you, folks, those Air Force One lows are fire. They are super cool looking. Uh, and also, in addition to ebay.com slash sneakers we also have our good friends at bet online uh it's the fastest easiest way to bet on all your sports action football is over but nba college basketball and the nhl are still in full swing bet online offers uh even covers awards tv shows and reality tv real-time updated odds props and almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. That was nice. Thank you. I yeah. had to mute myself so my dogs wouldn't react to that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just reacting to my sultry ad read. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I, you know, uh, going back to all this bullshit, uh, sure. you know, whether, you know, I'm like, like yeah, there's probably a lot of different uh, blame to be spent around. You know, like I, I don't agree with the uh, saving one or two of the guys every back to back. Like that's I, just this season. I actually understand it. Like I understand it. I just I, I hate it. Like I don't... well, I, I I don't get me wrong. I don't. What I'm more mad at is the schedule having so many back to backs and it being an expedited season. To me, that's more 
you know, the, the coaches are just like, Hey, we've got a seven foot three injury prone star. And then we have, you know, our six foot seven, you know, star in the making. That's also like, we got to manage his minutes in the wear and tear on him. We can't like, it would be the dumbest thing to be blowing these guys out. Um, you know, with God damn it. We should be playing Thibodeau rotations with these guys. For, 45 minutes a game. Yeah, 45 minutes a game. Like, it doesn't make it – like, I, I get it. Like, I, it's it's playing the long game, and that's part of the – we're not – we're right on that cusp. We're not, like, so young and super unproven, but we're also not, like, the old vets yet. We're not, like, in that prime sweet spot. So, like, we're still playing for the future – but ultimately, like that's there's there's going to be some now results that we don't like, and I think we'll be more satisfied later. But maybe maybe by if, you know this time two seasons from now, we're gonna be looking back and be like, man, I really wish we pushed it during the you know the asterisk season. But I I, I doubt that will be the case. I mean, the only way I, the only way I think that is if like Luca's like, yeah, hey, I'm th- thinking about leaving at that point. But Sure. Again, as we've talked about, it's not the first big contract you got to worry about. It's the second big contract. So usually, sure. anyway, like 99% uh, of the time. The league's going to look so different in that time. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll trade for Jokic or something silly. Fuck, we might, dude. I don't know. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, so like that, like I just the back-to-backs is very frustrating. Like, yeah, I know, like, again, like going back to Twitter and like Reddit, like everything is very like instant grat- gratification, you know? Yes. You know, which is just like, which is kind of just how our society <laughs> i would say that like a... Ma- we need to have someone do a mavs twitter like animation of sonic and it's just like it's just them holding like it's like the mavs logo on sonic but then it hits a single spike and then just like all their fandom goes away like <laughs> that's that, that's the image that ran through my half working brain so i'm sorry well, i didn't i didn't why paint is that it, why is it half working i just whiskey um so <laughs> no nah, yeah i am a shell of a man right now uh all right so uh anything else on this week you wanted to touch on um aside from uh, petty twitter reactions yeah you know like i i do want to say like hey like you're anyone's listening to this uh this is a wide spectrum of you know takes whether it be you're glad we rest of the guys you're upset we rest of the guys you're you're upset but you're saying that we rest of the guys you know like which is where i am uh, you know mm. um so you know like i'm upset but whatever oh i was upset but it's whatever bro like i i got the vaccine so i didn't have too much time to really focus on mavs this weekend sure uh it, it, it sucks to suck um but yeah. we, we, we it won't be forever this too hoping. shall pass i'm hoping yeah but uh i can't you know i can't think of it i just wish i, I wish our I wish Doink would let Squish come on the podcast today. Yeah, uh, Twitter, Twitter jails being real stingy as far as who they're letting back on. Yeah, um, so you know they're 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 being a little bit you know the commissaries. You know, I sorry, none of that's working to, for me. Today. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> we 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 miss Squish. Uh, Twitter misses Squish. Uh, hashtag free Squish. Uh, Don't see the other one. Yeah. <laughs> what free dick squish yeah no. <laughs> all right I won't uh, say it. All right. anyway uh yeah so i mean it also sucks that we 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 seem to do these podcast recordings on like days that we've lost like the day after we've lost the game maybe it's our fault 
It may be. I don't know, man. Maybe we need to change our recording day. I have fucking no idea. <laughs> but uh, cause everybody seems to get more mad on the weekends. You know, I think it's because most people have time off, but uh sure. You know, I guess I guess I don't have too much to talk about anymore. So we can go to questions. Let's jump into it. Let's go. I mean we got some silly ones, we got some uh very specific uh what the fuck ones, uh okay, you know, buyout ones. So, you know. Yeah. Um okay, so first one uh came this morning, so that's great. Uh oh, you know, um it's from a goaded Mavs who asks okay. uh if you were Rick Carlisle, what would you tell our team right now? What would you change, if anything? Uh, let's see. I would probably be, I'd probably tell Luca to get some rest. Um, I'd tell KP to ice his knees and his back and his just just put put him in a nice bath entirely. Uh, I'd say Jalen, you're doing literally the best you ever could. And just these aren't turning into wins, and that's okay. You're still killing it. You're still being a remarkable second round pick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Boban is a, a fantastic basketball player, but we never get to see it, so he's just a meme. Um, I don't know. I, I, there, it is such a hard thought process for me to like imprint into where <laughs> Rick Carlisle's perspective is on anything. Um, so I don't know what it would be like in that brain. Yeah, Rick's brain is like super. Like I say that I'm a bot, but he really may actually be like a robot. Yeah, maybe it's quieter in there. You know, maybe it's maybe. like maybe it's like in that moment in the Matrix, like when they're just like be- before he's like, I want guns, lots of guns. It's just like big white void. Yeah, dude. I. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what I would I probably would tell them the same stuff honestly. Um, what I would do though, I would tell every one of them I love them. Right, I just tell them I love them and <laughs> thank you for trying. Thank you for being here. Right. No, uh, you know I think that one thing I would change. I think I would change like the flexibility when it comes to like who rests and when. Um, you know, I saw a couple of tweets last night about, hey, like. You know, if if KP and Luca resting, why don't you know XYZ rest as well? Because obviously they're playing thirty five, you know, minutes a night. And it's like, yeah, I could see that too. Like, I I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like there are a way to rest guys without like completely like shelving them for a game. I don't know, especially someone like KP who apparently does need to have like reps in to keep mm-hmm. to keep his to keep going uh seems like anyway usually i think you it's know. also something that they're they're not making entirely public is just like the doctor's reports and what practice is yeah. like like how well certain guys are moving like that's they're making those calls because they're they're in the practice facilities with each other you know it's like all right thj is you know, he's the Terminator and just doesn't seem to like have an off switch. Like he's probably fine to play 40 minutes this game uh, or, you know, consequently like, all right, KP is moving a little awkwardly. Like let's have him play less. Like that's the stuff that we're not seeing. That's the behind the scenes stuff that is yeah. subtle, but that's why we hire coaches and have more assistant coaches than anybody else. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, so that's all I can really think is like maybe change up like who rests when. Um, I would definitely, especially if I if it's a game where like we're not playing uh, KP or, KP or Luca, like both of them together, like 
I would even say, hey, like, let's see what Tyler Bay can do. Let's see what, what you know, Tyrell when he gets back from whatever he's dealing with. Like, mm-hmm. see what those guys can do because those guys had pretty good bubble, you know, bubble performances or uh, G League bubble performances. So, right. um, you know, I just think there are ways to to get guys reps and to also develop the young guys. You know, mm-hmm. like there are certain, you know, I've seen other teams do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But um, good question, though, man. Uh, that's, a, that's a good uh, thought, thought-provoking question. So um, next question comes from Corky McBricks. <laughs> what a nice name. Um, they ask, uh, I'm getting Jason Eric syndrome with Donnie Nelson. Do you all agree? And is it time to move on from his, from him as GM? He's continuously put together terrible rosters around Dirk and now Luca ever since 2011. Even in Dirk's prime, the rosters weren't great, and Dirk is just a GOAT. I, I I agree with a lot of the assessment with the Dirk teams, um, but the other part of it is, I think I think the Mavericks are just learning that like with building around European players specifically now in this day and age, like have you either have to draft well and like have access to you know two top ten picks over the course of a decade and nail those picks. Or uh, you got to, you know, have players that have been playing AAU ball together for and have those connections for decades and decades prior to them playing. You know, that's that's how free agents in like these these guys are talking and networking together. And when we have a European player that wasn't a part of that culture ever, I don't know. We'll see. Like, I think there's going to be some people that want to just play with Luca, and I think we'll make a choice to do so. But right now, with the way contracts are going, like it's and I'm, I'm actually for this the stars aren't really leaving they're just they're cashing in and i don't know how much of that's pandemic and that uncertainty and so you know that kind of stuff like i, I wonder if if the seasons were any different like would or like pandemic didn't exist or whatever would bradley have Beal have stayed you know what i mean like yeah I, things like that like because i mean I'm, I'm just remembering like the dwight howard saga in the you know uh early parts of the 2010s where he wanted to leave but didn't you know he was just so kind of back and forth and then eventually left and he was a bit like like star starters and stars of his ilk were more likely to leave i don't know it's weird like i i i don't know if i, I what i'm getting at is that i don't know what Donnie Nelson and Rick Carlotto could have done better with what, what they had, you know? I mean, maybe we, you can make the critique as far as like using the cap room on better role players. But I think if anything, we've, I don't want a bunch of Dwight Powell contracts either. You know, that's, it's funny. We, we will be like, okay, we overpaid for Dwight Powell. We overpaid for Wesley Matthews, but then we're like, okay, we really want Christian Wood. And it's like, all right, like Christian Wood's a good player. He's playing out of his mind in Houston. But is that the guy that really moves us the, the needle or for us that's, all right, now here's this real offensive th- – Like, because I don't think anybody really knew that he was he, – he had the ceiling that he's achieving uh, as a rocket right now. So I don't know. Like, And you want to invest $45 million in that? You know, like I, I think over-investing in role players – is a really great way of like having you very cap strapped. And like, I, I don't know if that's 
if you're in a win now mentality, it makes sense. But if you're still growing and your best player hasn't reached his final form yet, it makes it's very silly to overcommit to a role player salary wise and longevity wise, because you're also still just banking on that he's going to get along with your star, you know. So I don't know. I, I think the critiques on Donnie and, and Rick are unfair. And I just think, hey, we've we've got a once in a generation player, and I think we're going to treat him well because that's what we've done with the other once in a generation player we've had yeah you know um i mean my whole question when it comes when these questions come up is like well who takes over sgm at that point you know like like i don't know the landscape and i don't know who like you know and gms are kind of you know they either come from within or you, you snag them from somewhere else right and like i don't really even know like who like who is in our like front office space, you know, besides Donnie and I guess cubes because cubes, I think at this point he's still, you know, kind of putting his fingers on stuff, but I don't know, man. I think, you know, I think that, um, I think there is a little bit of a Jason Garrett syndrome though, like just a little bit, you know, like where it's like, Hey, like it's been a while, man, you know, (laughs) what are we doing here? I think that's totally valid. Uh, And I don't know if it's time to move on from quite yet. I think, and same thing with Rick, you know, like I feel like once like Luca's like, Oh, I can't play with, I can't work with Rick anymore. You know, that's when it's like, okay, like it's time to let go. You know, if, cause again, like they don't want to lose Luca. I think if Luca's like, Hey dude, I don't want to, you know, deal with X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. that's when things are changing. And right. that could come at the end of this year. That could come next year. That could come whenever he signs his mega big ass contract. Like, Mm-hmm. it could be anytime really and my thinking is that it might it might it probably will happen but you know it just kind of just depends on when that is um i don't know rick is forever uh, I I, mean, whether we like it or not <laughs> rick has just been a part of some of my favorite teams for so i mean obviously 2011 and he's kind of like that his success or that season is what's basically kept him paid you know the following decade um i don't know i liked him when he was with the 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 pistons i liked him when he was with the pacers like i think you know he's got a consistent track record and i think he's historically one of the best he is one of the best coaches in the league and i i get people's frustration with the immediate results but i think ultimately uh shut up (laughs) <laughs> quick overreacting it's fine uh let's see the next question comes from bort <laughs> um why do bort. the maps continue why do the maps continuously approach tread deadlines like we have enough to do something in the playoffs any other any other answer than delusion is blasphemy uh you know i think I, that we traded away two players that were not producing or really doing anything and we got two potential rotation players. We'll see. I mean, like, sounds like, you know, Redick is more hurt than we thought or something. Like, that's... Apparently, apparently the Mavs FO were like, no, we don't need to worry about the the medical records, which is like... That's like rookie That's like rookie GM mistake to me, yeah. you know? I feel like you, you, you have to ask for those <laughs> before, you know, anything. That's the, that'd be like the first thing on my priority list if I'm looking at a guy. Especially when a player's like as old as reddick 36 like, yeah 36 yeah. 37 yeah uh you know 
I think, you know, that, I mean, looking at this question, I mean, we did trade for KP during trade season. So a little, a little bit before trade season. So that's, that's something we did. Uh, I think this year in particular, though, I think that we we don't have a lot, you know? Like, there's not a lot that guys want, you know? Like, and the piece that guys do want, whether it be, you know, primarily Maxi and, and Dorian, you know, like, mm-hmm. the guys don't want to – they're not going to want to get rid of those contracts because those are crazy cheap contracts. Right. You know? Um, you know, just it's one of those things where it's like, hey, like, you're stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. So – you know, what well, more can you do? So, like, Listen, Donnie got us Luca and KP. Let's look at what we gave up to get those. Like, if you just look at the picks that we've given up for all those, we're looking at Trey Young. Uh, is it DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish? Yeah, yeah. And, okay. And then, for Luca, yeah. And with the KP trade, who did we – Kevin Knox – I can't even remember the, the players that they had drafted. That, that, that pick hasn't conveyed yet. Right. That last pick. So, okay. So, all right. So, I and the Knicks are playing fairly well. Whatever. We're playing well. It's going to be a back half of the first round pick. I can guarantee you, if someone were to make a package of all those players for Luca, it would be laugh, laughable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or for KP at that matter. So, I think we have exchange things that I think are very uh, disposable and got two very, very good players out of it. So I, that's, that didn't happen because the, the other teams were trying to be nice to us. It's because Donnie negotiated. So yeah. shut up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next question comes from James Grambo. Here's a good one. Okay. Um, fuck, Mary kill Chinese food, Italian food, Mexican food. Hmm. <laughs> so I've already on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go ahead. So I fuck Chinese food. Yeah. I marry Mexican food because obviously, <laughs> and I kill Italian food because, according to Nicola Melli, I have no idea what real Italian food is. So that's a valid point. Yeah, the yeah. Mediterranean diet—it's—it's it's a bunch of fish and olives. I have no idea um, what the fuck. Is, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll. You know what? I'll marry Chinese food, fuck Mexican food, and uh, kill Italian. All right. Let's see. Next question comes from Chris Lopez. Uh, damn, I was just over. Here. I was over here a couple weeks ago. Actually, shit. Um, favorite Italian ice cream flavor from Pachugo Gelato North Park or from mm-hmm. anywhere? Which, dude? I so I went to North Park like two weeks ago, and mm-hmm. I didn't even think about getting it. Which shame on me. But uh, that does sound really good. Yeah. Uh, you know what, man? I don't remember what flavors you even have there. It's been forever since I've had it. Uh, I'll always get like a tiramisu or some sort of coffee-based uh, gelato. Yeah. That's always been my jam. I will say that I really fuck with sherbet. Mm. Like rainbow sherbet is like my shit. So, mm. which isn't really ice cream technically, but whatever. Like that's that's usually what I get whenever I go to an ice cream place. So I see that. Uh, let's see. Uh. Next question. So we got two questions that are like this. So we're just going to uh, put them together. Uh, it comes from Josh Green fan account and Talk Mavs. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask uh, if there's anyone um, in the buyout market that we might want to go after. Um, there's only one name I could even think of at the moment because uh, Gorgie Jang just uh, signed with the Spurs. <laughs> so. Ah. 
damn it. I was wanting the gorgeous dung to land in, in Dallas. Yeah. So, um, so there's that story out of Oklahoma City that Al Horford is no longer going to be playing for the team. Like, and he's they, just, they he's say, just there vibing. So. Yeah. Yeah. They even, like, they're, the press release for that was weird too. They were just like, he's no longer going to be playing with the team, but we're going to find a way of, sending him basically they said they were going to trade him in the off season basically like or they're going to send him to a team that better matches up with his career timeline or something along those lines it was yeah very bizarre um i don't know maybe you could help us out like get some offensive rebounds i I like him i've always liked horford yeah so he's not doing flashy he doesn't do anything flashy just those things the right way quote unquote you know what? Horford's a great example of just like overpaying for a guy with just diminishing returns, you know, like, uh, yeah. Who did he sign with the big contract? Cause it wasn't Boston. The Celtics. Yeah. No, no. It was... No. Cause he left. Oh, it's uh for Philly. Philly. Signed oh, that's that right. Huge, yes. That's so right. Like, he, he left the Celtics signed a huge ass deal with Philly and then Philly traded him to OKC um, for God. I don't even remember. Um, probably picks <laughs> yeah, knowing knowing yeah. presty yeah presty god they've got like 35 picks over the next seven years no bro they got 34 34 17 first round 17 second round that's amazing like incredible that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of picks i mean eventually like you're just gonna like they're just gonna start their own expansion team okc2 Might as well, um, bro. um <laughs> the thunder as well <laughs> um I don't know. Rodney Hood was a name that I heard uh, might get bought out uh, in Toronto and, you know, some fun. Yeah, that'd be a fun little. Yeah, some more guard rotation yeah. stuff. I don't know. There's no, yeah, like, no, there's not like, really too many names I know within the market. I just, there's not a lot of good defenders that are available, like, and I don't think are going to get bought out. So, Kyle Lowry, <laughs> let's see if he gets bought out right, for just... $35 million. No. No, that's not happening. (laughs) Besides, he would not want to come here. Um, Knowing him. Uh, Let's see. uh, Next question comes from... uh, Okay, we got another Uh, two-parter. This one's from Gumby and Kenny. They both... (laughs) Basically the same same question, just different. asked differently. Uh, What the fuck are the Mavs doing and why do the Mavs hate us? You know they're they're playing basketball and they're doing the best they can in a weird circumstance, and they hate you because of your Twitter replies. That's why. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that the the overreactions are. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm just so tired. <laughs> I, I, I have, I have lost all patience with people that are like it would be different if we were bottom to it. Like I understood this frustration earlier this season where it looked like, Oh shit, we're not even in the playoff hunt, you know, like that, that's, that is the reason to be like, things aren't working. Things are, it's like, no, we're just not a, we're not a two seed right now. Yeah. Give it time. I think, I I think we're, and we've been, it's kind of like i can't imagine if these guys were watching a stock like if they ever put money in a single stock just seeing it go up and down like the jubilation when it goes up five cents and just the 
depressive episode when it goes down a dollar where it's just like you're gonna drive yourself crazy if you're focusing on it like look back up look at the 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 trajectory look at like where it's trending like it's a lot of ups and downs but ultimately there's a bigger picture and like anyways i feel like i'm giving life advice <laughs> at this point like i mean you know it's what? trending up or there's ups and downs yeah. there's hills and valleys it's fine we're not in a crater like we're we're on the way up it's, slowly but yeah again like guys i understand y'all's frustration like you know um at the end of the day bro you just gotta realize like these are fucking monolith you know (laughs) us kind of but you know they don't know who we are really you know unless you get added by from the twitter account which that happened to you once (laughs) no but like uh i don't know man like feel how you guys want to feel uh again like i'm feeling feelings you know i'm i'm disappointed but whatever bro like Fucking we both. Cut it out. I do. I I got stuff I gotta do so <laughs> for myself. So uh, all right, let's see. Um. Oh well, I guess okay. <laughs> Dalton. Next question. Dalton Richardson. Who? Uh, I'm sorry. What's his name? Dalton. Oh. Uh, oh my God. What, what, what Dalton. Dalton Richardson. The Texas. The Texas the, Waffle. That's right. The Texas Waffle. That's right. Sorry. Um, let me. Try, I'm gonna say that again because that needs to right. be said with more conviction. Okay. okay fine. Sorry. All right. Dalton Richardson. The Texas waffle. All right. He asks, have you um, been hurt in a car injury? <laughs> God, I love Jim Adler. <laughs> did, did, did Neil Armstrong get on the moon before you? I can get you money for that. It's me, God. Jim Adler, Texas hammer. All right. Let's see. Let's see. His question is that uh, what movie or TV show that's not widely loved that you will defend no matter what? Ooh. Um, my one of my favorite movies of all time is death to smoochie um oh, okay it yeah. is i think it's one of the best edward norton performances it is so bizarre it is like it is it, danny devito actually directed it um did he no yeah way. it's a yeah it's an awesome flick i love that movie and i think that uh it's it's dark it's got a it, i think it's a, a hilarious movie and I think it's a great performance by both Robin Williams and Edward Norton. And it was just kind of panned. It's just like a stupid premise and just people just dismissed it for what it was. But I love that there was a dark seedy underbelly of children's television. <laughs> I think I saw that movie one time on Comedy Central and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, I, I will fire for that. Also, uh, uh, two, two of my favorite shows are ones that got canceled uh, basically like two seasons in one was mission hill that didn't get a full it's a great animated oh uh, shit i know exactly what show that is it's such a good show um it's it kind of a perfect snapshot of gen x um but then you also then there was uh pushing daisies was really great too that was my answer yeah that was even my answer because uh i mean the thing about that show though like it was like widely loved it's just like no widely loved within like yeah it's like parameter of fans yeah it was a, it had a cult um, following yeah uh let's i'm trying to think of a movie that's widely criticized or not widely criticized but like you know um that's not widely loved uh i could go with any of the godzilla movies really that's mm. pretty it's an easy ass answer for me um uh let me think to me that was not i just love everything that's always good 
So mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you, ha- you do uh, have perfect um, taste. You know what? I and I guess like within like the scope of like all of his movies, like Pacific Rim was not Guillermo del Toro's like best movie. Like it just wasn't. Uh really stupid premise. Uh the whole thought of like, you know, being able to be linked up through your mind is you know, some sci-fi bullshit. I love that movie. <laughs> but I that movie like fucking that. rules. I love that fucking movie. Uh, the sequel, not so much, but sure. anything that Guillermo del Toro touches is going to be made with love, uh, even if the premise is really dumb or if uh, the acting is not good, which it was not in that movie. <laughs> All you want to see was just giant monsters fight giant robots, and that's exactly what I got. So um, oh, that would so- be my choice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a meme that said, uh, "My aesthetic is HP Lovecraft, or my aesthetic is HP Lovecraft, but with the racism replaced by horniness." And someone uh, says, "I know this is you, Guillermo." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guillermo, I love you. Okay, right. uh, let's see. Um, have, you, have you heard? I, sorry, another Guillermo del Toro story that I heard that was really awesome was uh, it was. I think it was like on the Nerdist podcast of some long time ago. And basically he was being asked by uh, the interviewer, like, Hey, what do you think of like certain actor or what do you think about certain directors kind of mailing it in and like making like, okay movies and not really trying. He's like, nah, fuck that man. You can't fuck with that. A boner. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so, uh, badass, yeah, I love yeah. So that's a, <laughs> so Guillermo del Toro. I wonder, oh, if, I wonder if that's going to be on his headstone. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, let's see. Next question comes from Kalnick. Uh, they ask, uh, what do you feel slash think about the play-in tournament seeing that the Mavs are the fourth seed if they're in the Eastern Conference? You know what? I have a bone to pick with this shit. Uh, <laughs> first of all, fuck conferences. fuck conferences. We should just get rid of fucking conferences, man. Like, yeah. This shit is so stupid, bro. Like, We would be the fourth seed. Mm. Conference. Just make it the fucking 16 best teams. Like, mm. whatever, bro. You got to travel a little more. Whatever, dude. Fuck it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think we should. I think we should have relegation. And uh, if you suck, then you have to go into the G League, and the G League gets to come up. Come on, Wolves. You are. Take one for the team. Just, just, just try it out one year. Let's just see how it works. Just, you um, guys get to be the king of the G League for a year. But when it comes to like the playing tournament, man, like. I think it's fun if you're not a not a fan of a team that's gonna be in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Like, realistically, like we should be fine, especially for doing all this. Like, um, what do you call it? Uh, doing all this, you know, uh, load management. But still, it's terrifying, man. Because any team can get hot for any one game, you know, right. at a time. Like, and it could it could not be good in the long run. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think the playing fan- tournament's gonna be a lot more fun. Um, yeah. I, I like it this season just because I, I think it's also a good way of addressing like one of the issues with the conferences right now is that like the West has been so loaded that like let's have an entertaining fight to the finish rather than just like everyone's just watching the last you know weekend of basketball and just seeing where the seedings wind up you know yeah I like the tournament aspect of that a little bit more um, yeah. it's a more direct way of addressing your faith than just you know, the sum of all your games of the season. Yeah. All right. See, so next question comes from Rutuj. Um, did y'all make the Indian food tier list yet? I'm keeping tabs. Uh, no, we did <laughs> not because uh, Squish cannot 
log on today. Um, he is having, uh, yeah, the, the, the Twitter jail is having uh, internet issues, uh, likely Spectrum. I, I don't know, but yeah. likely the county jail is using Spectrum. Uh, more serious note, the fuck does this baldy think he is? I think that's reference to Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, man. I, I, think he, I, I think he shines that 2011 ring, you know. Yeah, I was like, fuck it, bro. I did this When once. he wakes up. You know, I I think he's fine. Yeah, I do think I do think that maybe it's not his entire idea to do all this. Um, Sometimes I feel like some of it's a little bit above his head, you know, above his pay grade. So I I think part of it is also just playing the long game. Like, yeah, if we're going to have to play a tournament, we're going to need well-rested guys. Now, this is happening when down the line and we have like Luca and KP and Jokic or whatever the fuck, you know, and it's still happening. And yeah. You know, yeah. then we really got to look at who the fuck do you, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the Tall Traveler asks, uh, what are three songs in your current rotations? Oh, that's a great question. Let, let me look, look at my, let me look at my recently added to my playlist, actually. So let's see. Uh, Something Tells Me by Balin, or Balin is the name of the band. Um, it's just amazing harmonies. Super good tune. Um. Let's see. Uh, Change Your Name by A1 is a song that resonates with me uh, more than it ever should. Basically, uh, A1 went by uh, Adam. Oh, the rapper, uh, huh? Yeah, the, the rapper A1. I know that guy. He's from San Francisco, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, it, it was like he had to change his name like for Google purposes basically like it's so interesting that he was raised in the bay area and like basically the companies that are doing super successful and the reason he can't afford a house there anymore is like basically what was also why he didn't really blow up because his name was a1 it's like people looking at steak sauce or uh something else or you know it it was just hard for him to get good traction on that name so he changed it and people didn't really find him and yeah it's god it's, it's actually pretty sad um what's another one uh, I love "Say So" by uh, Doja. Uh, nice. I, nice. I thought that's a that's a great tune, and I, I will. Yeah, that uh, uh, "Ily" uh, by Surf Mesa is a is a great tune. Let's see. Uh, for me, the three that I'm gonna pick: uh, "Tom Nook" by Shofu, mm-hmm. a great fucking song. Um, and I will say, uh, "You Ought to Know" by Das Racist mm-hmm. with Heems. That's always a that's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, that recently entered my brain again recently, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about this song." Um, and another one that was actually it was on um, oh my god, who uh, Matisse Thibel's uh, YouTube account, um, mm-hmm. uh, "Bedtime" by Chase Paves is oh, another cool. song that I like a lot. So, um, and he was doing this thing where he would just uh, there's some guy, some guy on Spotify who has a playlist of like ten thousand songs of like songs that are like are by people who are kind of popular, but like songs that should get more recognition. So that was one of them. And I was, that was pretty cool. So awesome. um, that's a good question. Uh, uh, feel, I just recently discovered a, a, a kind of a folkier uh, indie artist, uh, Field Medic. Uh, he's writes some pretty just heart-wrenching songs in there. Nice. It's really, really good. Uh, also, sorry, I just got on the t- uh, tinge of music. Yeah. I have listened to the song Touch by Daft Punk like on yes. repeat 
that song i Great actually song. used to skip over that song it was never really my favorite really on that album I, yeah. I was i liked you know the other songs better but that song is basically that has resonated with me and what i'm currently going through personally uh touched by daft punk off of random access memories is a tune that i will suggest forever it's i'm, I'm actually really glad that i like it as much as i do now than i did before it's like i don't know it's like re- rediscovering yeah. an old friend and then hanging out more <laughs> He also asked, I do snitches and faggot stitches. And this is a question for Squish, who's not here right now. So we're going to skip it. Sorry about that. I, I, I think we could all just say, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you find out, man. You got, don't rap. Let me see. Uh, Sean Murphy asks, uh, who wins in a fight? Luca versus a hurricane. The hurricane is named Luca. <laughs> Shit. Hurricane Luca or Luca. Uh, both are think- forces. Both are forces in nature. Yeah. Um, then in a stalemate. I think what it, I think Luca makes a, a cute joke that's could be interpreted as flirtatious, and the hurricane melts. So I think okay. Luca wins. Yeah. There we go. Next question comes from Mariella. Uh, she asks, uh, if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? <laughs> uh, I mean, I have been arrested before, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> um let me think uh what's... Th- yeah what would be the most likely thing for me oh i know this is easy dude actually for me uh go for it, it. would probably be breaking people out of uh detention centers like ice detention centers <laughs> oh okay <laughs> that's yeah that's exactly what it would be <laughs> like yeah i would be off the i'd be probably taken off the radar forever but yeah yeah, maybe being at a protest, like getting getting in a fight. Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Lucas Stan asks, um, what teams do you think we can beat in the playoffs? Uh, let's look. Let's look at the standings. Um, so oh. on top of my head, I feel like we could beat anybody except for the Jazz and the Suns because the Suns just have our number and the Jazz are just – Jazz are next level good this On a year. fucking roll, yeah. Like, I, yeah. The two teams, which I don't think we could win, we could beat. We could beat in a seven-game series. I'll second if, that. If we're all hot and if we're all, you know, doing needs to be done. sexy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thomas asks, uh, "Do you think we can avoid the playing tournament?" Yeah. Yeah. I still think we got time. Yeah. You know, I we can still we do could, it. We could. We could walk up to a six seed, but yeah. it's just going to require some lucky breaks on our side, and and, yeah. po- and also just like, I don't know, LeBron and AD both being out. That's going to have some repercussions at some point. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, Sammy asks, uh, is there an off-court problem between Luca and KP? Body language on the court certainly says they're not the best of friends, plus KP's and trade rumors not so long ago. This actually did get this actually did spur some conversation on the timeline, which was interesting. Um, no, I don't think there's really any off-court problems. Uh, you know, I think for them, it's a working relationship. Yeah. It's just, you know, like... There are people at work that I don't jive with, but you know, we're still working together. So you know, mm-hmm. just there's no things where like, hey, like we can be cordial on the court or like at work, and not friends off. You know, when we're not working. So I think that's what it is. So, mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's very dangerous for people to become body language experts. You know, uh, body language psychologists. I just don't. I, you know, I don't have to do that shit. So, <laughs> no, he slumped his shoulders. That lets you know that he's hungry. So yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that? Or? Not nothing yeah. at all. No. 
Um, Joe Mavs asked, uh, if JJ Reddick was a fruit, which one would he be? He'd be a fine apple. A fine apple. Okay. I heard apple was a big, was a, was a good answer for a lot of people had for this one. Yeah. I, I think apple. I don't know what type of apple yet though. Uh, maybe like a Macintosh apple. Maybe. Uh, I'm, so. I'm a, I'm a gala apple kind of guy. Like okay. gala Fiji. Wow. Okay. Um, sorry. I just got a text message from the city of Dallas. It's like, get, get my next COVID shot, but I already did it. So nice. Well, yeah. then give it to someone else. I should. Yeah. Um, uh, Ollie asks, uh, with our spiritual leader gone, who's going to, one, lead these lost soul mavericks spiritually now, and two, who's going to karate chop Marcus Morris every time he breathes near Luca? Probably J- probably JJ Redick. I don't, wouldn't it be great if like, it turns out like Nicolo Melli is like the enforcer? <laughs> like, yeah, like, 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 oh, shit. like what the hell? He just starts getting in piss fights. Yeah, dude, like, fuck it, you know? I don't know. Uh, uh, who is gonna be? Who's gonna, I'll lead these lost souls. Uh, Mavs hit me up. Mm. Um, I'm I'm pretty cheap. I'm asking for like sixty k, seventy k a year. So <laughs> yeah, listen, I'll be the cheapest guy on staff. Yeah, hit me um, up. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think Jalen Brunson's actually doing like I'm impressed by his his initiation, his offense. He's been so freaking good, and like he just plays with a toughness, and he just has like just like that mean face on him every yeah. time he's making a play. Like he never know. smiles. I don't think he's ever smiled he, on court. Yeah, I don't think he's ever smiled on court. And uh, yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh next question comes from Callie P Matt uh MFL. Um who the fuck do the Ma- Dallas Mavericks think that they are? <laughs> God damn it. Seriously. They think they uh, are the Dallas Mavericks basketball team. That is that's exactly what are. Doink said. That's what Doink said. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, dude, it's just, it's, it's, it's so it's, childish. It's, it's so the, it's, it's just the way that the season rolled out, I guess, you know, like, obviously like we probably should be better, probably should have a better record, but I mean, like, I understand like them wanting to rest our best players, but at the same time, like, I wish we didn't start two second round guys and three undrafted guys. Right. You know, like, and if that, again, I said yesterday, like if they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, they need to not have guys like that on the roster. <laughs> Basically right. like, you know, make some trades, like draft some guys. I don't know, dude. Like you, you can't, you like realistically a, a team made up of three undrafted guys or a, a a starting rotation of three undrafted guys and two second round picks. Realistically, they don't win a lot of games. So, right. You know, um, again, I get your frustration though, man. So it's whatever. Um, Florentino asks, um, how are the vibes? Um, mine are not immaculate at the moment, but they're fine. Uh, again, like I don't like, yes, I run a Mavs oriented account, but I'm not, I don't live and breathe the Mavs, like some people on Twitter do. Um, you know, it's just a team that I like a lot. A team that... The pretty people, good vibes. You know, and the team... It's it, it's it's weird for me, just because people are like, oh, like, you should be, like, all gun-ho, and I am when I want to be. Like, I'm not... I guess I am, like, the Mavericks sometimes, where, like, I just... When I want to be really good, I can be really good. And mm-hmm. when I don't want to be really good, I, you know, whatever. Like what? What so, you need is just some more first round talent, man. I do. And, uh, I really do. Know, that's, that's why you drafted um, uh, Doink and myself. No, but the vibes are okay. So yeah, vibes are okay. Yeah. Um. Jay asks, uh, "How do we trick good players into signing with the Mavs this off season?" 
<laughs> Which good players are available this season that you want? I, that would be the question. I and I don't know. I don't. This has got to be a, one of the worst free agent classes. I feel like John Collins may still be available. Uh, I just feel in my heart of hearts that he might be still like, you know, I know he's staying there and he's staying in Atlanta for the season and he's the RFA, but I just had this feeling that he may be pretty easy to get actually. (laughs) So um, I don't know, man. I I mean, like I I would love if we snagged, uh, you know, someone like Ubre or uh, gosh, Sorry, I just had him in my Rashawn Holmes. There you go. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes is the guy. Yeah, I think yeah. that's like he's he's gonna want a bag, but he'll deserve it. Yeah, Andre Drummond is going to the Lakers. By the way, that's fine. So that's just what what you know. Good for him. He'll make one ring there. We'll see. Um, and those are all the questions we got. Right on, yep. guys. Thank you so much for submitting questions. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, enduring uh, this. Mavs season with us uh, through its ups and downs. We promise it'll get better because things are just, this is, this is a good team. That's going to, I think really make some waves. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, the the two new additions and see how they're incorporated into our lineup. And uh, we'll see when that happens. So uh, you can find Ruben at Reddit Mavericks. You can find me at Don underscore Denim. Hit us up at the MFFLs.com or at the underscore MFFLs. Uh, This has been the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yep. See you guys later.